Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to Cafecito con Estrellita. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hola mi gente, welcome back to Cafecito con Estrellita. I hope you're doing well this week. Hi mi gente, it's been, it's definitely been over a week since an episode has been updated. I do, I do want to let you know that I wasn't planning on that to happen, so here's the thing. My spring break is was is literally this week and I was planning on uploading Tuesday's episode no not Tuesday's Thursday's episode and Xxx. Pero luego like I was just embracing the beautiful weather, the fact that I didn't have to go to my actual job, I didn't have to do classes. So I was kind of like, okay, let me just rest. I know que todo mi gente will you know, let me slide this one before season three officially like ends, which for sure it's going to end in about two weeks. So let me go ahead and give you some more information about that. So mi gente, I'm not sure if I shared it on a podcast episode, but I know I shared it on an IGTV. So during the start of season three, I actually had COVID. Like it was just like, ooh, well, not the start of season three, but the beginning of the year because season three was launched towards the end of January. Now, here's the thing, we hinted when I tested positive with COVID, like I couldn't record episodes, like everything was just no, it, it just couldn't happen. But um, because of that, I actually had a couple interview episodes that I was really looking forward to having on season three just not be able to happen anymore because since I had to take two weeks off, that also didn't fit the best for our other interviewee schedules because thankfully I have met so many amazing people with this platform. However, all the amazing individuals I've met also have a lot going on. So just to avoid any like, you know, you know, like any, how could I say this? Just to avoid having to reschedule, rebook, reschedule, rebook, during season three, because I really don't like to record interview episodes while I'm on season, just because then it gives me stressors and it gives the other person stressors. I'm like, okay, let's just go ahead and just transition those interview episodes I would have had for the rest of season three onto season four, where we could have our pre-recorded episodes in a non-pressure type environment, because that's not what we're about over here. We already get a lot of pressures from higher ed, so I don't want to be putting those types of pressures onto the podcast episodes. You know what I'm saying, mi gente? However, mi gente, you're definitely for the next two weeks going to be getting solo episodes, so definitely be more interpersonal, just you and I talking, learning, potentially getting in our feels to help us grow as we continue to pave the way in whatever area in academia or the real world we might be in. You know what I'm saying, mi gente? Now, mi gente, before we continue on, just like this episode, I want to go ahead and share some information with you. Now, I know I've definitely shared this platform in the past, Latina Grad Guide on Instagram. You could also find their website. And it turns out that Latina Grad Guide on April 13th, which is on a Tuesday at 6 p.m., She's going to be hosting a graduate school panel Q&A with the Office of Diversity, Student Equity, and Interfaith Programs at San Francisco State University. And it looks like a couple of the students 
two, so one of them's a PhD student. The other one, she was actually an undocumented student, but she graduated with her master's degree from Long Beach. And the last panelist, it looks like, ooh, she definitely followed the law school journey. So it's a panel filled with a diverse around. Um, with many different individuals that are going to be sharing their experiences. And all you got to do is RSVP. You can check out Latina Grad Guide on Instagram. But I really got to say, I think it's a very beneficial event that I hope you can all check out if it is calling your interest. And let me just say one thing. I know so much has come out with this global pan dulce that was not the most positive at all. I acknowledge that. I recognize that. However, I also do want to highlight that I've just never seen so much virtual guidance being published out on these social media platforms by other first-gen Latinx individuals that are just sharing resources, collaborating with other universities to make sure that all students who are experiencing distance learning right now in higher ed are supported and receiving access to as many resources as possible. I mean, I remember when I first started the podcast, a few months in, San Francisco State University Transfer Center actually contacted me, and they had me talk with their Transfer Student Center on their IG Live, which once again, a way for me to be able to connect with other transfer students to answer whatever questions they may have had about the transfer experience, or just transfer exclusion itself, which we can totally make an episode about that. Let me write that down in my notes. But yes, and it's kind of like I had never seen anything like that till this year. And obviously because everything did went virtual, but I just hope that as campuses continue to open slowly, slowly, that these virtual events just don't stop because... A lot of first-gen students, we juggle more than just academia, like the cultivistic side of being Latinx, which we'll get into, while navigating the individualistic culture of higher ed. So there's a lot of times that many of us can't be sticking around on the actual physical campus, going to these different types of networking events, going to these different whatever it may be, because they have to get things done, whether it's working, babysitting the siblings, ekis But as long as these virtual events keep happening, even if it's just other grad students like myself, academic Latina, grad life grind, becoming a doctora, are having events at later times that can benefit other first-gen Latinx students, I just, I just hope it doesn't stop. Because, I mean, you never know. What if there's a young Latina, it's her last year in undergrad, and she wants to be attending more events to learn more information about grad school, but she can't go to too many events because she has to go babysit her siblings and et cetera. But because, you know, she's following academic pages that host IG Lives, have podcast episodes like this, she'll have access to that type of information at a more flexible time in comparison to what the university physical campuses may offer. That's just my my two cents, but I can definitely guarantee you that even when we continue going back to physical campus, I will still continue holding virtual events on my platform platforms because I find that extremely important, mi gente. All right, mi gente, so we're going to go ahead and transition into another topic that's recently been brought to light. 
heavily. And I'm not surprised because I have thought of this topic for so long, but you know, eventually everything just comes into light. Now, in case you want the specific date so you can look back at the Twitter post, but on my actual Instagram and Twitter itself, and if you're in the Facebook group, Me First Gen Gente, on March 28th, 2021, I had posted, let me read it to you. If anyone can find a balance between the collectivistic and individualistic mindset in academia, I strongly believe it's First Gen Scholars. I'll call La Familia during the week while studying towards my degrees and practicing self-care. And that's on building personal growth. Now, mi gente, I remember when I had made that post, I just, I don't know, like I, it just, it it just made sense to me because here's the thing. I know it's not a secret that in season, well, a lot in season three, but also in season two, I would consider consistently tell me gente that like look if you're somebody who's studying away from home because you know you're trying to like get your things together um but still be close to the family and you wanted to avoid feeling like oh I'm not giving the family so much time because I'm over here living at school or I don't go home as often because I'm a little too far and I had shared well one of the things you can do is while you're doing your homework or while you're hanging out and to avoid using your phone on like social media you could go ahead and FaceTime like your mom or your dad talk a little bit and then just like both of you just like mute yourself to keep that virtual accountability where like you won't be on your phone and you're doing your work and then she won't be on her phone and she's just doing whatever she's doing, whether it's watching su telenovelas, limpiando la casa, haciendo de comer, haciendo trenzas en el pelo de su hijas, whatever it may be. And I don't know, I know I kept saying that a lot, but it wasn't until, well, I made that Twitter post, it just made sense and I was like, wait a minute, that's kind of what we've been doing all along because it's just like, Obviously, there's a lot of pressures for like students in higher education to do more and more and more, like overwork themselves till burnout to the point where you feel like, okay, now I ha- I-, I can't be with the familia too much. But then the familia gets like kind of sad or annoyed. Like I know my mom has had her fair share of saying, Ay, Estrella, ya no me llamas, ya no me quieres. And it's only been two days. So trust me, I completely understand that. But here's the thing, like, the way that we do it is definitely one, setting boundaries. And boundaries in the sense where it's just like, you are comfortable and able to say no to extra things in higher ed that may be asked of you. And you are also to able to respectively say no to not going to every event, gathering or going home every weekend with the familia. Now, I'm not saying it's easy. It's hard. Like it, let's see, I'm 26 years old and it took me until like my, I guess, mid 25 before turning 26. Yeah. It took me till that long to learn how to just say no and not feel guilty about it. Cause here's the thing you can say no, but then feeling guilty about it. That's, that's the part that's just like, Ooh, you know, like I'd be lying to you if I told you that in the beginning, there weren't times that when I said no, the guilt wasn't eating me alive, whether it's from academia or la familia, it's there. Pero esa es la cosa. With habit, things, they like, they die down. Like, I don't know how else to explain it, but as I continue to practice standing up for myself, 
saying no when I felt like, no, like I need to listen to my gut. I need to listen to my needs. I will do what I need to do while still literally viviendo la vida, whether it was getting things done through higher ed or being with la familia, ¿me entiendes? And then honestly, too, what's helped me a lot navigating the collectivistic background I grew up with in the individual with the individualistic side of academia is the fact that like I mean sometimes it's not perfect but what's helped me too is that like I kind of just like talk my mom through with what I do like my mom and dad where it's kind of just like let's say two days pass and I haven't called my mom she's like ay ya no me quieres ya me abandonaste ya no me llamas something something and I'm like ay ama so then um when I do call her and we're talking, I just keep her up to date. And I don't say, look, I'm sorry. No, because I can't be sorry for paving the way. It's just something we have to do. But what I can say is like, I appreciate that you care about our relationship so much because I care about our relationship so much. And well, lately I've been working on this and that, this and that. And then it's kind of like you're letting your family, your parents know what you're doing but without saying sorry about it too, because it's kind of like, it's your time and energy. And it's kind of like, you have to let it known that like, look, I'm always going to do what I can to stay connected with all of you because I re- you're my family, you know? But I also have to get shit done to pave the way, like for myself and the future, whether you want kids or not, even if it's just for yourself, you know? So I think that's the best thing because it's like, I learned over the years that like, I would say sorry and stuff, but then it's kind of like, but I can't be sorry because like, It's kind of like, I just think about growing up, how my parents, like, always working more than one job to, like, work, 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 because their biggest goal at the time was to pay off the house, like, just pay it off. Obviously, it came with a lot of sacrifices, like, me and my sisters having to raise each other, which, I mean, that's why all four of us are super close, but you know what I mean? It was just, there there was a lot of sacrifice with that, but it's kind of like my parents had that mentality where it's like, I love you, Estrella. I love you, Alma, Desiree, and Karina. But la cosa es, we need to get this done, pay off the house. It's going to take a lot out of mom and dad, but we have to do it. And well, they did it. So it's kind of just like, well, now it's our turn. You know, well, I can mainly just speak for myself at the moment right now because, you know, I know what goes into my head. But like, now it's my turn to do it. And I feel like when you have that mentality, you have that mindset, and you just know that the, you're not going to be part of the individualistic world forever. It's just temporary, so you can get shit done. It's okay. You know what I'm saying, mi gente? And then just like, like kind of just like tell your parents what you're up to. I mean, they want to know, you know, and then sometimes they'll probably sound annoyed, or maybe sometimes they'll like ask you to re-explain it after 10 times over and over and over again, even though you know you told them. But at the end of the the day, I think that's how we build personal growth for not ourselves, but para la familia, because it's kind of just like we want to make sure we keep growing, we keep doing the thing, you know, getting the degrees, saving the money, connecting, networking, getting the jobs, getting into grad schools. We we want that. But I think it's really good to just always keep back, back in the mind that like I'm doing this personal growth for myself, but also like my family. And it's a beautiful thing in reality, even though it's ugly at first, it's a beautiful thing to be able to just like 
share alongside your personal growth journey with your parents, your siblings. And again, like I'm telling you, it's it's not easy at first, but they eventually get it, you know? Like, <laughs> let me tell you, Mijente, like when I started the podcast, my yeah, my my parents and my sisters were kind of like, oh, okay, like it's not that they weren't supportive. Of course they were, but they kind of just like, they were like, okay. But then eventually as time passed and I just continued to like conversate with them because they are important to me, they eventually got it and they're like, okay, cool. But again, it's still not always perfect. You know, I just, I, I just hope that these last like 15 minutes wasn't just, didn't sound like me just rambling, even though it was, but moral of the story, it's just important to keep that self-awareness that the individualistic culture in academia is always going to exist. We can't do anything about it. It's, it's just going to be there, you know? But that doesn't mean you have to let it overconsume you. And how do you make sure it doesn't overconsume you? Well, you find the days and the times that you can to still connect back to what makes you you. And for many of us, it can be our familia that we grew up with, with the collectivistic background, you know? And then when you're connecting back with La Familia while you're doing your thing, doing what it may be, also make sure that you like, you know, just do what you can to explain what they're doing. What, what you are doing. Like, for example, I saw a Twitter post the other day on Becoming a Doctora's IG page, and it literally said, my mom is telling everyone that I'm almost a doctora. I just need to finish one paper. And then the Twitter response is, little does my mom know my one paper is my dissertation. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's kind of just like, it's those things where just, it's not easy, but I it's like a relationship, like a romantic relationship. Like everyone wants this ideal romantic relationship, but how can you get there? Well, you have to make sure you physically and mentally put in the necessary time needed to build the communications and boundaries to keep building that romantic relationship. It's the same thing when it comes to your familia, especially with the collectivistic culture, as we keep going through the individualistic, you know, and then just like, don't say yes to every single opportunity to academia. Like literally, listen to your gut when you're looking at things that genuinely call your attention so you can put in the efficient time that you need to still have energy just for you, you know? But of course, that just comes with time because again, none of this stuff is easy. But the most important thing is that you have the self-awareness that it's possible. It's a thing. You can say no and not feel guilty and you will get there. All right, mi gente? Now, before we get closer to ending the episode, I did want to share too, though, that, sorry, I blanked for a second, but yes, yes, I wanted to share that both Grad Life Grind and Academic Latina, they actually created IG Reels and TikTok videos, like of them sharing their experiences and just thoughts overall in regards to the individualistic part of academia and the collectivistic part, because we're all... Latinas, Latinx, we were raised with those those beliefs, you know? So I definitely recommend that, like, if the Twitter post just isn't enough for you, definitely check out the the videos on the IGs and the TikToks of Grad Life Grind and Academic Latina, because they 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 explain it very well. And I just think it's it's good to hear and see that this topic isn't being put to the ground, if that makes sense. Like it's being brought up and we're just doing our best to highlight the conversation because again, we, 
we don't have the answers to everything. But what I know, and I know many of the other higher ed content creators know, is that bringing, bringing something up to light in conversation is the way to start searching and navigating for a long-term solution. You know what I'm saying, mi gente? Oh, okay. Another thing I did want to bring up. So um, I actually, and I'll read the date too, because I know I post a lot on Instagram. So sometimes it feels like, okay, where is these these quotes, these these Twitter things, these whatever it is that Estrellita is talking about on the podcast? Well, I'm hoping that when I say the dates, it helps you find what I bring up a lot quicker. But if you go on to April 2nd, I actually posted on the profile like, you know, a, a research study for volunteers. Let me read it to you. It's the question, do we carry the experiences of our ancestors? Volunteers needed for a research study on acculturation and mental health outcomes within the Latinx population. And if you click the the photo, you'll be able to go to the IG, the IG profile of the researcher and in the link in her bio, she has like you just click it and you're taking you're taken to the research study and you can answer it from there. But anyways, the reason why I'm bringing this up is well, one, if you haven't taken it, and with whatever I said, you felt like oh, I can totally do this research study. I please, porfis, I urge you to if you can consider taking the time to take it, you know, because research is just super important, especially in regards to like making sure there's representation for our minority groups. But the second thing I want to let you know is that if you're someone that like you have a research study like that and you make a graphic out of it, because if you see it, like scroll down to April 2nd, the Muhead, when she had DM'd it to me, she already had the graphic pages and pieces together. So all I had to do was post it and she actually made it in gray. So it matched my profile aesthetic, you know, cause I don't really post gray. It's mainly pink, brown, you know, red, but, um, no, she picked like a good gray color that like mixed in. So I, it looked cute. But anyways, the moral of the story is if you have a research study and you happen to like put it together to be like, posted on Instagram, like, you know, you play with Canva a little bit or whatever, you can totally DM it to me. I'll do my best to like, cause I do, I do do my best to always look at my DMs every day, answer as many as I can. That does take me a little while, but I do eventually get to them. <laughs> but, um, yeah, if you have a research study, want me to post it. If it aligns to what the platform represents, a Latinx podcast that guides first-generation scholars through the path of education. So if you're Latinx, research, all that good stuff, send it over and I will post it because I advocate a lot for us working together is the best way to get the representation we need. So if I can do that for you, I will make sure to do so. And I'm trying to think if there's anything else I definitely want to let you know in regards to everything, it's just also, mi gente, since you're going to be with me, just you and me, for the next two weeks, I want to make sure that I'm not, like, saying every single topic that I have for the episodes for the rest of the season. So I'm kind of like, mm, mm, you know what I mean? But, yeah. Okay, mi gente, hold up. Okay, so, mi gente, with all that being said... This concludes our episode, but before we go, I want to go ahead and read you a quote, as you know, and 
Just listen, okay? I aspire to be a mujer who wakes up every day and knows that everything she did completely broke generational cycles, degrees, generational wealth, and a healthy romantic relationship. All right, mi gente, so make sure you let that sink in. I just, don't get me wrong, I know higher ed and academia, I always highlight that's kind of the biggest takeaway for this podcast, but I just do what I can too to always remind you all that the first gen Latinx experience is just so unique in itself. It needs to be brought to light. It needs to be honored. And I just hope I can continue to do that while, you know, creating content that also connects back to the world of academia, because that's where many of us are currently in or will be or eckies eckies. All right, mi gente, thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I am so excited to talk to you again very soon. Adios, cuídense, and please don't forget to subscribe, leave a comment, review on the podcast wherever you listen to your podcast.